Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If they were to sign Harper, would they instantly become automatic favorites coming out of the NL? Yeah, 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here's your host, Kyle Corwin. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 28. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, say hello to the people. Hello, people. Nate, anything, anything on your mind? Anything in your stomach? Um, no, I'll add to that later, for sure. I do have stuff in my stomach, but Figure it's, it out, dude. it's been long enough. You might as well just let the people know, just so they don't think I'm weird, and they don't, because they have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Go ahead and share it, share with the people. My stomach makes noises, okay? Like, I had Chipotle for lunch, and stomach is processing and making noises. That's all. So if you hear some weird growling it's probably because chipotle was lunch and i'm still hungry so yeah get off my back well thanks now now everybody's just like i said they're gonna tune us out and they're only gonna hear your stomach so i'm gonna we might as well just count this episode as a wash and just look forward to episode 29 yeah good call uh, That'll do it. So as always, thanks for tuning in. No, I'm just playing. But really, we might count this episode as a wash because somebody can't control their stomach. But uh, I'm not laying down anymore, so it's better now. All right. Well, while I'm thinking of it, let's uh, let's let's have a little chat about future plans for this podcast. We were just talking about it a little while ago. Mm-hmm. What uh? What are some places you wanna you wanna do podcasts from? You wanna record from? Where I want to record from? Um, I want to be sitting on a baseball field. Like physically on a baseball field, or like yeah. doing it while you're in the stadium. Either one, just yeah. on a baseball. I'm field. down for both. Yeah, I mean, we could always go back home to North Virginia and do one on like the little league field. Yeah, we could do it like in the dugout. That'd yeah. be cool. Didn't one of our fields that we used to play on get? Uh, didn't Bryce Harper like donate to it and it got named after him? I don't think. I don't think one of our fields. Yeah, dude, look it up. I'm telling you, it was in Fairfax. You're absolutely lying. I'm not. I remember seeing this. A home run at the Bryce Harper All-Star Complex. Oh, hold on. Fairfax County Park Authority. What is this? Weird. No way. 
Told you. Complex in Herndon slash Reston has been renamed after Harper, who is a Northern Virginia resident. That is wild. I had no idea. Bam. Let's hit up Harper and be like, yo, meet us at your field and we'll do a podcast. I'll text him. Yeah. Yeah. Hit him up. Um, I would say for me, well, I already told you. I already want, I want to come out to Colorado mm-hmm. and do do an episode in game. That'd be sweet. An in game episode. In- we would be very distracted. Actually, yeah, no, I take that back. I'd want to watch my boys pound Colorado. Um Did I yeah, did I mention it was the Boston series? I want to come out there for the Boston series. Um mm-hmm. but anyway, do one from the upper deck where the line you would, like I said, you would know better than me on this, but the line that goes around like where the seats are that tells you you're a mile above sea level. Yeah. The purple seats. That would be, that would be sweet. Those seats are like $12. So what up, what up? Welcome back to the three of take. This is episode one twelve, and we're recording from a mile above sea level. That would be dope. One twelve. Do you just do that math in your head? Um, no, just took a stab at it. We're going to be at it. We're going to be about 50. I think by the time spring training rolls around, I think, or I might be way off on that, but. Did you hear that one? There it is. Uh, but anyway, (laughs) those are, those are some of our, some of our immediate goals for the podcast. Well, not, maybe not necessarily immediate, but short term, I guess you could say lofty short-term goals definitely doable college world series is another one that i mentioned to you earlier before we hopped on um red sox yankees game would be sweet mm-hmm. maybe like meeting in boston or new york and doing one mm-hmm. in the city before the game or something that'd be sweet you'd have to risk either one of us getting beers thrown at us i mean i'm fully prepared because I mean, you figure at that point we're going to be in the hunt for another trophy. So I'm fully prepared. I'm welcoming it, actually, because... Just aim it at my mouth. Well, I've already told you I don't drink, so I wouldn't necessarily be consuming it. But I would welcome the hate because that means you're doing something right. So I'll drink for both of us. That's fine. Um, yeah, so that that, uh, that kind of wraps up our our goals for now. Let's see if any of them pan out. Definitely want to do the Colorado one. I think that's definitely doable. Oh, yeah. But uh, we'll see from there. Who knows what this season holds? We'll see. Uh, But anyway, let's get into some baseball history. What do you got? December 3rd. I thought you got it. Oh, that's funny because that's the joke I used last week. It doesn't work. Nice try, though. You got it. All right. I'm I'm just going to sit here and wait. I don't have it. You got it. This joke isn't funny, Nate. Just do the baseball history. I hate you. I did it last week. No, you didn't. I I literally texted you twice before (laughs) we got started. I texted you twice this week, and I said, quote, I believe you have TDIBH, and you replied back. You said, yup, yup. That doesn't seem to be here. No baseball history. Well, you don't really listen to my requests anyway, so 
Like, let's just throw, you know what? Let's just throw it out there for the people so they know. Last week, tell them about your little, your little mess up last week, last Thursday. What are you talking about? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Our team coverage episode last Thursday. Uh, Nope, not ringing any bells. Yep. Uh, Well, I'll go ahead and share the story. So, for those of you who are listening and are familiar with our Thursday episodes where we break down uh, two teams typically, American League and National League. Uh, Last week we had, what was it, Nate? The, I already forgot. It was a long time ago. The, well, for sake of sake of the story, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull this up. We had the uh, Braves and A's. That's right. And so I said, Nate, let's do the Braves and A's. And Nate was like, yeah, 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 totally. And then for whatever reason, you just decided to do the Blue Jays and the A's, which if you've been following baseball for any length of time, you know that those are two American League teams. And if we've done one National League team and one American League team every episode uh, for this team coverage, why would we do two American League teams? I feel like I'm really just on, on blast today. Well, I mean, you're sitting here playing games with the baseball history, so I'm just going to let the people know that it's probably understandable if you're over there just messing up all the time because it seems to be a trend as of late. So <laughs> unless you want to continue to be put on blast, I would get started with the baseball history. December 3rd. I'm looking. All right, you ready? We're flying with it, man. We're just going to let them know. Let everybody know that I'm flying from the seat of my pantalones. All right. Go for it. Uh, 2001, December 3rd. 2001. That, that's when you know that the baseball history was dry. If you got to start, horrible. If you got to start in so 2001, you, you're usually able to throw in like a 1920 or something. But all right, let's, so let's hear what you got. Hmm. Is this one any good? Hmm. No, that one's no good. Let's get that one. No, we're going to do it. We have to do three. It's the rule. All right, 2001. Although Enron has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, the corporation is current I'm sorry, did, on we just, payments. did we just start baseball history with Enron? We did. The corp, the corporation is current on its payments and plans to keep the company's name on the Astros' new ballpark. Downtown stadium will stay Enron Field as long as Enron continues to exist and makes regular payments on its 30-year, $100 million commitment, according to team officials. Wow, that was wild, dude. What do we got for a second? Pretty, pretty crazy it's not a knock on you i i know you're out there you're trying to find the people some good baseball history but there's just nothing out there man i'm hustling i'm hustling for you guys well i wouldn't call enron field naming hustling but the effort is there and i applaud you for that this is rough man (laughs) this is really bad i'm just just coming out swinging today you are i apologize I'll make it up to you. I told you I'm gonna try. Um, I told you I'm gonna try to get you in the intro. 
Yeah. What? Yeah. Exactly. We're twenty twenty eight episodes deep, and you're still not in the intro. That's on me. So I'll take yeah. I'll take the heat for that. All right. Second yeah. point. What do we got? Uh, 2014, the original, the original league field in Williamsport, the birthplace of Little League Baseball, is placed on National Register. The site is where the Youth League's founder, Carl E. Stotts, used newspaper as bases to determine the appropriate size for an infield for children, a year before the organization's first game in 1939. So there's your throwback, kind of. There you go. A little bit of a, yeah. We don't give enough love to the Little League on this show. I feel like the only time we talked about them thus far is when we talked about the, uh, what was it, the Little League Classic? Yeah, that one was cool. What are you doing? Is that a zipper? You... Oh, sorry. I was readjusting myself because <laughs> I'm just so excited for this third point of baseball history. <laughs> I can't contain myself. Mm. Well... You, I'm kind of concerned that your first yourself. thought was a zipper. I don't know what I would be doing with my zipper. But... <laughs> it sounded like a zipper. I don't. I don't know. That was just my nice little little office chair I got. All right, third point. What do we got? All right, we're going way back now because I didn't even see this one the first time. So 1926. Does that make you happy? Okay. We're gonna end with a cooler one. There we go. In a Chicago Tribune article detailing the business side of the team, the Cubs casually reveal Wiegman Park will now be known as Wrigley Field. Reflecting the ownership of the club by William Wrigley Jr., the Northside Ballpark, originally named after the previous owner of the team, Charles H. Wiegman, who had built the steel and concrete ballpark for the Chicago Whales, but moved to the Cubs, moved the Cubs to the new venue after two teams were merged under his ownership when the Federal League team folded. 1926. How do you spell that? Wiegman? W E E G H M A N. Interesting. Yeah, weird. Weakman Field. Lame. That was lame. Good thing it's Wrigley. Well, there's your day in baseball history. Sorry, it sucked. It's all right, man. It happens. All right, moving on to Major League Baseball topics. Let's start off with the most recent and arguably relevant the Robinson Cano deal. What are your initial reactions? on this to me i think it's a bigger deal for this edwin diaz kid like i think that was the i understand robinson you know is the headlining name and you know long time career and long time stud but like this edwin diaz kid is i think going to be something really special and what a lot of people don't know what was included in this trade was um the mariners also threw in 20 million dollars not to mention, uh, uh, nope, don't know what I'm talking about. I was actually going to say, <laughs> well, I was actually going to mention the prospects, but the Mariners get the prospects. They get the Mets. Yeah. They get the Mets number three and number four prospects. Yeah, I really don't even understand um, what the Mariners were negotiating because they Jay Bruce is basically just a warm body playing right field. Um, Anthony Swarzak was miserable last year. Um, right. He threw 26 innings and let up 18 runs. Jay Bruce played 94 games last year. That's it. Check out this slash line. You ready? 223, 310, 
and slugged 370. Nine home runs and 37 RBIs. Gross. Gross. That sounds like your character in NCAA baseball. Mine? No, I'm just playing. But, uh, yeah, Edwin Diaz, definitely definitely the prize of this trade. I will agree with you on that one. And most people who are familiar with the details of this trade would agree. Uh, definitely a stud. He can get up there on the mound and uh, pump triple digits, which obviously is impressive. Uh, yeah, as I mean, a closer. With that, 57 saves last year, dude. Yeah, second most, or no, I'm sorry, tied for second most in a, in a single season behind K-Rod, which I believe he had 62, 63? One of those. I honestly can't remember. But, uh, yeah, he had a 1.96 ERA this past season. Um, and the thing is, is he's not, they didn't have to, or I don't know the, the technical wording on this, so don't quote me but it sounds like he's not coming at a hefty price either because he only made like not not in terms of this deal but just kind of moving forward um he's coming off a year where he made only five hundred seventy one thousand dollars, uh and he's not eligible for arbitration until 2020 he's not eligible for free agency until after the 2022 season so definitely i wouldn't say a steal but like we said, definitely the prize of the trade, both in terms 100%. of both in terms of uh, potential talent and price, really. So, yeah, I mean, I it, it's so strange to me. I I really don't understand how how big of a deal was it for these Mariners to just get rid of Robinson Cano? I, I mean, you had to give up an All Star second baseman. And I get it, he's towards the end of his career, but you still had to give up an all-star second baseman, your middle-of-the-lineup guy, and you had to give up your stud your, your stud closer? What? Why would... It doesn't make any sense to me. For Jay Bruce and Anthony Swarzak. And well, yeah, I get it, you get two of their top five um, prospects, but like Jared Klenick is the, is the uh, outfielder prospect. He's still in rookie ball. Well, I mean, I know we speculated about it uh, either last week or the week before, but it is officially safe to say that the Mariners have indeed entered the rebuild mode, which I know I was kind of on the fence about it. I'm like, you were leading the division in June this season or this past season. So it's like, do you necessarily need to go full on rebuild mode? But apparently they think so. And they're just, Dumping everybody, obviously Paxton, like what was a couple weeks ago, and then now this deal. Yeah. So officially, and there's rumors, there's so. rumors of dumping Gene Segura too. Yep, yeah, we just got that notification just a little while ago. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much the situation for the Mariners, but the Mets, on the other hand, are in win now mode. You've got some pieces to work with. Although one one thing I'm very curious about is uh, it's been made clear by their front office that Noah Syndergaard is still on the block following this deal. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of, I don't want to say concerns me, but it kind of makes me curious because I know that they're also trying to get Kluber. So I think 
they those two might be involved in a trade of some sort uh, here in the near future. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if that pans out or not. I don't get it. I don't understand. If you're in a win now mode, um, yeah, you're not going to trade. Noah Syndergaard's not going to be traded for another pitcher, right? Like, well, I mean, they were saying that it might be it might be a Kluber Syndergaard deal. Not, I don't think it would be necessarily a clean swap. I think there would be some pieces kind of thrown in there to maybe fill in some holes that one or the other team might need to fill, but. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, you're in win-now mode and you have a guy who's been there for a while and, like, you're familiar with his his performance and potential, yeah. like, why yeah. not just keep him around and just go all in with the pieces that you're currently adding? Yeah, I don't get it either. And what I would understand is maybe if you were to do... I don't, I don't even know if I can think of a player, but, like, if, if your holes are you know, shortstop or whatever, and you go find, and, and you do a Noah Syndergaard for a straight-up shortstop who's a stud, right? Well, I think um, they're in need. I was reading an article today, and I think they're specifically in need, and again, I can't remember for certain, so don't quote me on this, but I, I want to say they're in need for uh, an impact outfielder or a catcher. And I, to be honest with you, I can't remember if they were in the talks or in the hunt, rather, for JT behind the dish, but... Um, I think those are two two areas in the field that they they would be interested in in filling. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really hard to say, but I don't. It doesn't make sense to me because you're you're starting to put pieces together, and I mean it. You you have two aces. You really have two aces. Well, that's the, the thing, and that's the thing is like their starting rotation is, it's solid. I mean, at least current day, like obviously you'd be, you'd be, uh, in a better situation if you were to add another big arm, if possible. But where they really need to to make changes is their bullpen. Bullpen was just horrendous in 2018. Had an ERA of four nine six, so. I think that's where you need to start. You need to figure out who's coming in after these guys leave the mound. Yeah. Because I don't, it, like I said, it just doesn't make any sense to me that Syndergaard is even in the conversation of kind of being shipped out right now when your immediate need is the bullpen. Bullpen and scoring runs, they definitely, you know, with Cano coming in, that's going to help score some runs. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it transitions us well for our next topic. I think they need to sign Bryce Harper. Nah, I don't think Harper's going to Queens. Although, there's more more evidence that he might be going to New York. I don't know if you saw his uh, IG story today, but uh, he actually might have posted pictures in days prior, but I saw it today specifically. He uh, got rid of the flow. Flow's all gone. So yeah, the uh, beard's. I'm not sold yet. Well, somebody on the on the. I actually posted the picture that he posted on his IG story. I posted that on our main page, and somebody made a good point. They're like, "You can shave it now, but it's good. Like you still got plenty of time before the season, so it'll come back," which is a solid point. Like the flow is one thing. Like that'll take some time to grow back, even if he wanted it to. But I'm telling you, man, it might be a baby step towards. Uh, 
going fully clean, both up top who, and, and on the face. Who is he chilling with in the picture? His lady. Wasn't he with with Chris Bryant? No. In the picture I posted, it's a little little selfie shot of of him and his lady. I think I saw another picture of him chilling out with Chris Bryant with the buzz cut. So I'm just saying. Oh no, I'm I'm fully sold. Sorry, I was just looking at it just to confirm that it wasn't with Bryant. Yeah, no, it's definitely with his lady. Um, but yeah, I'm still on board of him. Or I'm sorry, I'm still on board with the idea that he will be going to Chicago, mm-hmm. the Cubs specifically. But I mean, it is fun to speculate about him maybe going to the Bronx. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. But it's still fun to speculate because let's be honest, all the other op- to me all the other options are boring. Like people are saying he could end up in like St. Louis. Like that's not boring. That doesn't do anything for me. And I saw a while back that like the White Sox were in, in the talks because they could like they had the money to spend. No, boring. Boring. But and and I would say. I rag on the Yankees constantly on the show, but it's fun to speculate just because it's, I mean, that'd be a huge deal if he ended up in the Bronx. But like I said, don't think it'll happen. But uh, the reason we kind of brought up Harper is because it's been made very clear in the recent days and, and weeks, I guess you could say, is that the Nationals, they're not really waiting around for Harper to make up his mind. They're they're making deals left and right. Um Specifically behind the dish, signing Kurt Suzuki and Jan Gomes uh, over the course of the last two weeks. And they've made it clear that they're interested in Patrick Corbin, among other starting pitchers that they hope can bolster the rotation. Um, Which, at this point, I don't even know why you would need to do that, because you've already got pretty solid uh, front part of your staff there. But, nonetheless... They're moving forward and they're moving fast. Um, but an interesting point that I, I came across today is uh, Buster only tweeted recently that he's heard from folks uh, that he's he's uh, familiar with that there might be a might be a belief going around that Harper could be returning to Washington. Yeah, there's like a mutual. Uh, hope for it, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the truth is that the NL East is really up for grabs right now. I really can't. I <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies don't um, really make a big splash. I mean, the, the Braves, I think, um, are, are kind of at the top, obviously. But I, I don't know. I mean, the other teams really could make a couple moves, a couple signings to affect that. You know, I, um, the Braves are young, and so you could see some type of layoff next year to where they're not doing the same thing they did this year. Um, the Phillies are, you know, one sign away with either Machado or Harper. Um, do you the think Mets the Braves are making moves? Do you think, hypothetically, if the Braves were to pick up Harper, not that they would – necessarily be front runners or anything because they're not but if they were to sign harper would they instantly become automatic favorites coming out of the nl yeah 100 percent. okay for sure just wanted to get your take on that 
Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, kind of expanding on what I was saying earlier, I I have never really thought that Harper would end up anywhere besides uh, Chicago or Washington. Like, I'm sure if you dig up, and I'm sure somebody would will attempt to do this, they'll probably try to dig up old tweets or something about me saying something uh, <laughs> about Harper going to the Yankees. But, like, in terms of seriously, like, putting my two cents in, if you will, I've never seriously thought that he would end up, end up in New York. Because the minute that the Stanton deal went down, I was like, all right, they've – They've got their guy. They're not. They're not going to even worry about this Harper situation. And as I've mentioned on here before, with the whole Chris Bryant relationship and the Vegas and yada yada yada, I've always thought that they were going to be or they were going to be the team to land him. But if they weren't going to land him, that he would just stay home. Yeah. In, in Washington, because I really yeah. think if they can, I, I mean, I don't know what's going on internally behind closed doors. To me, I feel like there's a little bit of kind of, uh, I don't want to say drama, but it just doesn't seem like the relationship between the Nationals front office and Bryce Harper is all that great right now. Maybe sure. maybe it is, but I think if they can f- figure out a way to iron that out somehow and bring him back on like a huge contract, I, I'm telling you, DC would be electric if they can like, solidify him once again as like their guy moving forward i think that would be that would just be wild let me ask you this tell me if this is crazy i don't think it's going to happen i don't think it would happen i don't think the yankees are trading john carlo but listen to this what if you trade stanton for Syndergaard and then you go sign harper trade stanton so the Yankees get Syndergaard. Yep. And then and then they get Harper. And then you go sign Bryce Harper. Dude, that would be that would be the blockbuster deal of like the century. How wild would that be? Can we like can we speak that into existence? <laughs> Not even because I want Harper to end up in New York, but just the coverage for that would be sweet. We could just we could just create a whole episode just on that single trade. Yeah, I I don't I wouldn't want that because I uh, I'm not done on I'm not done with Stanton. I'm not hating on Stanton. He's trash. But, um, but speaking of which, can we just get to the bottom of this right now? What is your hang up with Harper? I don't think you've actually articulated that on this show. He's arrogant. Is he? Though? I don't like. Is he's he? arrogant. Yeah. Explain to me how he's arrogant. I want, I'm curious to, to to hear your thoughts. There's there's just the, I don't like it, man. I don't like him. I can't. I, I, I don't mean, even I, know if I can really explain it. I really just don't like the arrogance. And there is just this way, and it's not a it's not a swagger of like confidence. It's like swagger. It's it's like a swagger of. I don't know, man. It's so hard to explain. Like the flipping his helmet off when he runs around the bases drives me insane. Around the bases? Uh, what are you talking about? He does that when he gets in the dugout, but that's like his 
him and his no, he flips. Thing. If there are many, many videos of him. Oh, 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 you're talking about when he, like off. I thought you meant when he does the hair thing. Oh, you're no, talking about like when he he's knocks like running. his helmet off when he's like. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Stretching it for a double or a triple. Come on, stop. Well, that's what he did on his first major league hit. If you go back, they're yeah. playing L.A. Stupid. It's annoying. Which sucks. It's like you're gonna forever be known as a hardo because anytime your first hit is shown on any type of like replay compilation or whatever of like highlights that's going to be in there and it's just like dude you look like a tool that's what i'm saying he just he's a tool to me and i and i can't i don't know i can't shake it i never have been able to no bryce harper isn't arrogant he's just at times he can be a hardo i i um and i don't it's not his fault i guess it's just the way it is but like i I watched him play. So I played in the in the Junior Olympics when I was a sophomore in high school for um, a 16U team that represented Colorado. And we actually played here in Arizona. He is my age. Um, I think he's like six, seven months older than me. He was my age, but he was playing on the 18U team. And when he was a kid, he teams would just pick him up. They would pay for his trip. They would pay for him to come out, pay for his fees, just to have them, just to have him on their team. How wild is that, man? And so we played at the Peoria Complex. Both, um, so it's the, the Padres and the Mariners Complex that they share. Um, and so we played on the side fields. And so I went and watched them play um, for the eighteen U side, and they were playing on a side field, and it just. And he's I don't know. 16 it, at this time? He's 16 at this time. And he's playing with the 18U team. Um, I think he played with a... I think he played with a California team. Um, and the field was... I think he was 340 down the lines. And I think it was... Um, I think it was like 395 dead center. But what it, it had like a big hitter's eye that was the monster, basically. The, the hitter's eye wasn't behind the fence. It was the fence. And everyone's using metal except him. He used wood. And one at bat that I watched, he hits a rising line drive off the top of the hitter's eye for a stand-up triple, comes out next inning, throws a dude out from his knees because if you guys didn't know, he used to catch. Um, and there was just this, this uh, just this douchebag look about him. Even at that age, and it just it's set with me. I really wish you could explain this because I'm, I'm really throughout. curious about like it just doesn't make sense to me how you feel about him right now. He just bugs me. I I can't explain it. There's just there's, ugh, ugh. He, yeah, no, I'm not a fan. Can't be a fan. Won't be a fan. Well, if that's the case, then I hope he ends up in pinstripes. But. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of egos, I know that was the that was the key word that you kind of, or the buzzword rather that you kind of uh, texted me the other day, and, and when we were trying to figure out topics. But uh, yeah. this whole Zach Greinke and Craig Kimbrell thing these these situations don't really sit well with you, apparently. So Greinke came out with this list of teams. He has a full no trade clause uh, in his contract, but he came out with a list of teams that he would for sure turn down getting traded to. You guys ready for this? The Orioles, obviously. Top of the list. I wouldn't want to go there either. Next up, the Red Sox. 
then the Reds, the Rockies, the Tigers, the Angels, Dodgers, Twins, Yankees, A's, Phillies, Padres, Giants, Cardinals, and Blue Jays are the teams that he would not want to go to. What? What are you talking about? You have like six playoff teams in that list. Not to mention a team that he pitched for. Like, what is wrong with you? What? Why? Why wouldn't you? I would go back to L.A. all day. There might have been some behind-the-scenes stuff that maybe he just doesn't want to go back to or deal with, which would make Fine. sense. So I'll Fine. give him. I'll but give he doesn't him a, want to go to the team that just won the World Series. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to a team that. Well, let's um, be fair. Boston, I would say probably Boston and New York are probably two of the most brutal markets to pitch in. Which, I mean, if you're not up for, he's deal, soft. No, I mean I'm absolutely soft, but. I mean, it may like I'm not gonna fault the guy for being like, you know what? Like, I don't even want to test those waters because red, the Reds. Nate, do you know that there was team or that there was fans rather in the month of September saying that the Boston Red Sox were not built for October? Like, literally, go to any post from like on social media from like opening day to September, and you will see on every post. I'm just really concerned about this team. This team isn't built. This oh, team yeah. isn't built for October. They don't have what it takes. Are you I said kidding it too. me? I said it too. So, like, if that's what, you, if that's the kind of fan base that you're gonna have to deal with, like, I, I can't really fault the guy because I don't know if I'd want to put up with that either. Because it's like, it's like nothing you, nothing you do there is appreciated unless you win the title. And I get that Boston is a title town and all that, but it's like, I mean nothing you can do is enough. And I, I just don't know, knowing his history with kind of LA and pitching in a bigger market. So he, he's like familiar with that. Like, I don't know if he, if he wants to deal with that. And that's probably, probably, I want, I don't want to say for sure. Obviously we don't know what these guys are thinking, but I would think that might be part of the reason he put Boston on the list. It's ridiculous. Why would you not want to pitch on, on teams, on offenses that are going to give you at least four runs a game? Well, do you think maybe he, he wants to be the guy somewhere and he knows that he can't be that if he's going to Boston? I don't know. The truth is he's 34 and he's been in the league for 15 years, which sounds kind of crazy because I, I was a little shocked when I looked that up. Um, it He's done. He's, he's at the end of him dominating. He did have a good year. He went 15-11 with a 3-2-1 ERA last year. 33 starts. Um, so, I mean, it's he did win a gold glove. I don't know how much that matters for you guys since he's a pitcher. But um, I, I don't get it. I really don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. And it, it's clear to me that he's not really worried about winning a ring. Yeah, I guess not. But uh, for the record, he can be dealt to any of those teams on that list that you just put out, but he has to sign off on it. Right. So do you think it might be a thing where if it gets to be too late in his career, or I don't want to say career, maybe just like the off season or whatever, like the period of time that he would want to 
be dealt somewhere or like move move to another team. If he gets too far down the line, do you think that he potentially signs off on one of those teams despite having him on the list? Mm. I don't think so. I don't know. Because I'm curious, like, if I'm him and I'm sitting back and I'm looking at those teams on the list and then all of a sudden some major moves are made that puts those teams in even more of a position to win, like, if that changes his mind at all. Yeah, I don't know. Why wouldn't you pitch for the Padres? If you don't care about winning, go live in San Diego. That's true. Go live in... Perfect weather, San Diego, and pitch for the Padres if you don't care about winning. Well, I mean, he, I already mentioned he pitched for L.A. I mean, L.A. is not exactly a dump. So, I mean, I feel like he's gotten a little taste of the, the good life, if you will. So, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily on the top of his list. But I just uh, I don't understand this list at all. Like, the, to me, it's there's, random. There's, yeah, very, I was just about to say, there's no, like, kind of overarching theme here. It's just a bunch of... It's a bunch right, of like, heavy contenders and a bunch of nobodies. Exactly. You could pick a couple where you're like, oh, it's probably because he doesn't want to do cold weather. Mm, no, because there's three teams on there that are always in warm weather. Four teams with the A's. Now the A's get cold. Oakland gets cold, I guess. But still, it's like, what? Well, why? Why are the Reds on there? What? 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 <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd want to go to Cincinnati either, to be honest. I wouldn't either. But, like, why are they on the same list? So it doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I don't think it's fair to say. I don't. I don't want to start a narrative, and it it might already be out there now that this list is out in the open. But I don't. I don't think it's fair to start a narrative of like, oh, he doesn't care about winning. I. I genuinely think because he's. I don't know if you if you're familiar with his backstory, but he actually had issues with. uh, I don't remember. I again, I'm not certain on this, so don't quote me. But I think he had issues with like some sort of like social anxiety or something like something like pretty serious. And they, they did like a whole backstory on it a while back. It was a few years back. I think it was when he was with LA. I might be wrong on that. Um, but he's got like stuff, he's got some stuff that he's dealing with, which I think the more I think about it, I think strongly contribute to him not wanting to deal with a big market. So I don't think it's necessarily safe or fair to say that he like doesn't care about winning. I think, I mean, I'm sure he has a very particular uh, list of reasons for why he doesn't want to go to each one of those markets. But nonetheless, it's still it's still very random. Like if it was just big market teams, okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah, you just don't want to deal with that. But like we've said, I mean, the Padres, the the Blue Jays are on there, the Tigers. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it doesn't make sense to me. So it's obvious he doesn't want to be on the West Coast. It's obvious he doesn't want to be in the Northeast. It looks like he doesn't mind about the state of Florida or the state of Texas. How wild Weird. would that be? Like if you if you had the power to create your own list of no trade teams, like you just you just narrow it down to like one team. And you're like, <laughs> yep, if you're gonna trade me, this this is where I'll go. I wonder if he has that in his mind. I wonder if there is just one team. Well he's got pretty much half the league cut out, so narrows it down a little bit um but speaking of uh egos i'm sure you you're just ready to dive into this because i just know you love beating down on my guys but uh craig kimbrell share share your thoughts 
idiot. Craig Kimbrell thinks that a six-year deal is what he's going to get. That's what he's asking for. It's what he's looking for. And he also came out and said that he's the best closer of all time. Hold up. Did, he didn't actually say that, did he? Promise you. Promise you. Did he say that or did his agent say that? I think his agent said it. He said it doesn't matter. They're both idiots. He doesn't ha- He's not with uh, Boris, is he? I wouldn't be surprised. You don't talk about egos. Yeah, that guy's psycho. See anything? Um, I saw his name attached to an article, but I don't. Hold on. You just keep bashing my players, and I'll do a little research here. Yeah. Well, he wants a six-year deal. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, he turned down the qualifying offer that the Red Sox sent uh, to him. Um, so what what basically means is that. <clears throat> Uh, if he does sign somewhere else, um, that other that other organization would have to give up a draft pick to the Red Sox. He is not with Boris. He is with David Meter. Um, he's a moron. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's Craig Kimbrell is a little nuts. Thinking six years makes sense. Um, I wouldn't sign any reliever to six years. Um, He's 30. I don't think he's going to be a stud closer at 36. No, but um, I mean, you're not, you don't necessarily have to be a stud, but you can still bring value to a team. 100%. If you want six years, I'll give you six years in, mm, at the age of 30, six years, 60. That's what I'll give you. Yeah, six I, mean, years I, yeah I guess that makes and sense. I'll, and, I'll, and I'll load it up on the front. On the first three years, yeah, that yeah, that's more that sounds more reasonable. But uh, there's no no closer in baseball that has more than five more than a five year contract. Uh, the biggest closer contract right now is Chapman. He's got a five year, eighty six million dollar contract. Uh, and Kimbrel is coming off a con- uh, coming off a year rather where he made thirteen million. So I. I was reading another article today that's that made a good point that it makes sense that he turned down the qualifying offer because this is going to be the biggest paycheck he gets in his career. Like it, his stock, in my opinion, couldn't be higher. Sure, uh, especially coming off World Series run. So it makes sense that he didn't accept the qualifying offer, but I think we might have gone a little bit overboard with the. With the request, but I don't know. There, there might be a, there might be a tactic there. Like it, it might be a thing, kind of like if you're, if you're buying or selling something on like eBay or something, you just you, you ask for a higher number. Or like if you're yeah. at a, like at a at a freaking uh, flea market or something, you, you kind of upcharge people, and then maybe they'll you'll talk they'll talk you down to where you realistically want to be at. So I don't know. I don't know how See, it's the six works. years that bothers me. You, so you just said, what was the biggest reliever contract? Chapman, Chapman did it. Chapman right now is five years. 85. 86 million, yeah. 86. Ask for 100 mil. If I'm, if I'm Craig Kimbrell, ask for 100 mil. Don't say six years. Just say 100 mil. If you think you're the best of all time, 
pay me like the best of all time. Don't ask for six years. Do it however you want, organization. Give me however many years you want. It's not the six years, I think, that, that makes it, that, that, you know, feeds my ego of wanting to be the best and I am the best of all time. Six years doesn't mean anything. It's the 100 mil. If you think I'm the best, pay me like the best. Or say 87. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, don't ask for six years. Well, let me ask you, knowing that Chapman is at 86 million, and I know it's all relative. Like, that was, that was a few years back, right, that he signed that? Or a couple years back? Um, or no, am I, am I that was last year, that? last year. That's right. So yeah. knowing, knowing where he's at performance wise and potential wise, would it bother you if kind of knowing Kimbrough's history, knowing the season he just came off of and where he's headed, would it bother you if he was making more than Chapman? Um, just as like a, as a baseball guy would that, would that discrepancy kind of ruffle your feathers a little bit knowing what Chapman can do and knowing what Kimbrell can do. I actually don't think so. No, because you're right. I mean, he just, he, in my mind, Craig Kimbrell is very shaky and, and mentally he's very strange and not, he's not exactly cold blooded what you see in a lot of closers, but when Uh, he's on, he is freaking lights out. And exactly. And when he was on, he was on in the postseason. he fought his way through the postseason, and he got a ring. So I don't I I actually do think that he deserves the biggest paycheck. Um, I don't think he'll have the best year of any closer next year, wherever he is. And I wouldn't say he is the best closer, but he's earned the biggest paycheck, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think value wise, he's yeah, value wise, he's earned it. So give him five years, 90, four years, 90, whatever. Pay him, pay him the 90 or whatever is over 86 and whatever you want to do. But the six years is too long. That can't be a request. And there's actually one guy um, <clears throat> that I added on this list that I didn't even mention to you. And I just saw it before we hopped on. AJ Pollock is thinking he can get four years, 80 million. What do you think of that? Don't know how I feel about it. I don't even really know how I feel about the Kimbrel situation. I do like your idea, though, of uh, front-loading it on a shorter deal. Front-load a shorter deal and and uh, and give them incentives on the back end three years, or the back end two years, whatever you because, do. Because here's the thing. Guys, like, guys in like specialty roles like that, they love, like breaking the mold like they they like setting the record for contracts in their position because they're like i don't want to say a trendsetter but they have the ability to like kind of put their foot down as like all right i'm the guy right now and yeah i don't want to say it's like an addiction but it's like that's definitely that's something that definitely fuels these guys it's like all right like i want to be the most the, the highest paid fill in the blank whatever and i think that's what kimbrell's trying to do uh, heading into free agency. I just don't, don't come out and say it. Don't come out and say this stuff publicly. It doesn't make sense. AJ Pollock has never played a full year in the big leagues. And you think you can get $80 million. Get, get out of here. Stop. Craig Kimbrell, you're 30. You're not getting six years. Granky, you're soft. 
Yeah, take a, very, take a seat, Cranky. We're very narcissistic people, I think. What do you think? I think... I think Zach Granke needs some help purchasing tickets. <laughs> what was that? What was that? What was that noise that just came out of your mouth? That was wild. Seat Geek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With Seat Geek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of Seat Geek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly. Off your purchase. Nope. As nope. Nope. Use our promo code DTD. I don't know. I've done this twenty eight times, twenty seven times now. I still can't get it all the way through. Use our promo code and quiet down. At least I know our talking points and I don't get our lists mixed up. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save twenty dollars instantly off your first purchase as a first time user. So all you got to do to save some of that cold, hard cash, cash. enter promo code DTD at checkout. Dude, cold, hard cash. You had me dying last episode. I know I told you <laughs> that. I was, oh, man. And the thing, the funny thing was, is like on the show, like when we were recording, I like didn't find it that funny. I was like, wow, he's really, he's going all in with the voices. But, <laughs> but then when I went back and I was doing my editing and I played it back, like, 20 to 30 times because i was just crying <laughs> laughing i was like this is hilarious because all i could envision you doing was like being like superman flying over a city and like pointing <laughs> pointing pointing down to your citizens being like cold hard cash <laughs> like, dude i was legitimately crying tears when i texted you that that was the that was probably my favorite interruption of all the shows we've done Seat Geek really owes us. That's all I'm gonna say. Seat Geek really does owe us, and uh, we're also in the process of maybe adding some additional ads, so we might might be able to have a little more fun with it here in future. Episodes. Big time, cold um, hard cash. Cold hard cash. Um, well, I don't want to end the show on an ad read. I never, I never do that. I don't believe in that. I like, I like leaving the people some value. So I'm gonna give a little bit, a little recap of the NCAA baseball season. Uh, 19 games in, we're 15 and four. We're just tearing it up. Oh yeah. We're number eight nationally. We're actually about to play a Sunday game, so the rankings will be out soon in a game or two. So I'm sure we'll be up for number eight. Um, Sean Scowling. Just taking this team by storm, leading the team with an average of 338. When I believe last time I checked in uh, with this team, it wasn't doing so hot, but is now leading the team by a pretty comfortable margin. He's also got two home runs to his name. Uh, Cole Childers, who also sent in a DM, uh, but 
unfortunately, it was about the Cano deal, and that was our leading topic. So my bad, Cole. I'll get you next time. Uh, nonetheless, has an average of 322, second on the team. Uh, Cameron Brock, the the uh, heavy power hitter on our team, got an average of 307 right now with seven bombs, 14 RBIs, most on the team. Uh, get Nate, some people on base. Good Lord. Nate Reyes. We've, we've played 19 games. How is 14 RBIs like? Seven home runs, 14 RBIs. Come on. That's true. Well, a lot of those games are like two to one, and he's just out there hitting solo bombs, putting us up by a run, essentially winning games for us. You, sir, have five home runs, 10 RBIs. Uh, so you, cool, you cooled off a little bit. Just a little. Um, Dalton Brown also has two. What am I hitting? What's my batting average, dude? Dude, I don't remember. It it was below three hundred because the only guys I mentioned average wise were the only. I only got three guys right now in the lineup above three hundred, so it's nothing to write home about. I'm sure I didn't write it down. Take this team over. Um. Oh, by the way, while I'm thinking of that, I forgot to mention it. I'm sure he'd appreciate it if I mentioned it on air. Got a DM the other day. From Joe Diz, and he said, "That's my guy, Dizzy." Okay, <laughs> he messaged me and was like, "I want to play on stupid Nate's team." <laughs> tell Nate he sucks. <laughs> He's like, tell, uh, "Tell Nate he sucks on the next podcast." So appreciate you, Joe. I don't thanks, think he, I don't think he's that great either. Uh, but anyway, what a jerk. Anyway, um. Yeah, not doing all that hot. Dalton Brown, two home runs. Your boy hitting two seventy six, no long balls, three RBIs, just <laughs> just taking the taking the conference over by storm. Uh Alex Driscoll, shout out my like one of my two bench players. He's he's been a pinch hitter for us. Started out sluggish, but he's since bumped his average up to two fifty, so he's making moves offensively. Um, pitching wise, I'll just run through it real quick. Bullpen is locked down. Uh, starting pitching specifically has been excellent. Creed Blankenship, five and two with an ERA of one twenty. Brandon Moody, our Saturday guy, has been lights out. Record of five and zero with an ERA of point eight zero. Good lord. Bill Pivots is one and two with an ERA of one eight two. So that shows you right there. Even in a video game, we're seeing that win-loss records don't even matter because he's got an ERA of 182 and it has a record of 1-2. and two. So win-loss total, garbage. Uh, Chris Madison, like I mentioned, bullpen has been locked down. Uh, Chris Madison, our closer, is currently 8-for-8 eight eight on save opportunities. So shout-out, Chris. Shutting it down for the dirt bags of Stay Filthy You. Uh, Nate, any closing thoughts? Oh, wow, well. Nope. Sounds like you, take it uh, back. We got a DM, don't we? Oh wow! Yeah, you, the guy that knows the whole schedule of what we're doing. All right, just ask me the DM. Over, ask just me the DM. Skip over all the stuff I've been working on. I didn't ask for this. Just go to the DM, please. This is ridiculous. <sighs> I got to pull it back up. It's taking a second to load. All right. You're sitting here ragging on me. Why are you shutting out the notes? Huh? The show's not over. You bum. Hey. You're a bum. Machado's a, a bum. Machado's a bum. 
I think we all can agree on that. On Joe Diz? No. No, Joe's yeah. Joe's my boy, apparently. He doesn't like you. No. Dizzy's a bum. Well, Chato's right. a bum. That's a movement I can get behind. Ryan asks, what do the Cubs need to do to stay ahead of the Brewers and Cardinals in the NL Central? Uh, I'm going to tell Ryan. Ryan, right? Is that what you said? Yep. I'm going to tell Ryan the same thing I told you before we hopped on the air. It's real simple. It's three words, actually. It's really, really not that many things you got to do to stay ahead of the Brewers and the Cardinals in the NL Central. The one thing you got to do this offseason is sign Bryce Harper. It's really the only thing you need to do. That's about it. That's all I got for Ryan. I don't know if you have any other thoughts or any other suggestions. Trade Jason Hayward, sign Bryce Harper. Yeah, why is Jason Hayward still in the league? Come on. I don't know. Trade him back to the Braves. Like That's the thing that I don't understand about Jason Hayward. Nobody likes him when they get him. So it's like, yeah. why are you signing a guy that you know that you're just going to hate? Great, great defender, though. Gold glove guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it doesn't take away the, from the fact that people just don't like him when they come to their team. Yeah. Or when he comes Jason to their team. Jason Hayward bum. No, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna throw that that label on him. That's that's yeah, that's special. No, that's specially uh, reserved for guys like Manny Machado. We're not gonna. No, Hayward's a good guy. I just don't understand why people sign him because they don't. They they always say they don't like him. Zach Greinke, bum. Eh. Partially. Any closing thoughts? Nope. I'm hungry. I'm I'm gonna wait until you provide something. I'm hungry. That's it. I think I got some leftover pizza to heat up. Anything else baseball related? Well, you normally transition into it. How about what they're not talking about? Hmm? How about that? Well, I don't know. You were like, oh, I don't think I can find anything. So. Oh no, I got a lot of stuff. Okay, well then. That wraps up. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll do the transition for you. That wraps you. up what we talked about. I'm going to flip it over to you, Nate, for what they're not talking about. Hmm. Cold hard cash. Cold hard cash. Okay, so uh, MLB has signed a deal with MGM Resorts International to the company, the league's first official gaming and entertainment partner. As a lot of you already know, in May, the Supreme Court nullified a 1992 federal law prohibiting sports betting in almost every state. Uh, it's not nationwide legal exactly. Each state kind of gets to pick what they want to do. But MLB joins the NBA and the NHL in their exclusive deal with MGM. Um, you remember a few months ago when I told you about Puig getting robbed? His house getting robbed for the third time? That's correct. You did mention that. Yeah. Well, 10 gang members were arrested last week that were allegedly connected to a string of L.A. robberies. The robberies included Rams wideout Robert Woods, singer Rihanna, and, of course, Yasiel Puig. They were also busted on some future plans to rob LeBron and Matt Damon. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, always you, right in the world. If you rob those other people, do you really need to rob everybody else on that list? Like, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure you can do pretty well for yourself with the things you took from those houses, but real. teach their own, I guess. But all is right in the world. Yasiel can finally sleep 
with both eyes shut for now. And tongue out. Um, This one's pretty cool. Former first baseman Tony Clark has signed a contract extension with the Major League Baseball Players Association to be executive director through 2022. He's actually been in that role since 2013. I had no idea. Did you? Uh, I did because it's funny you mentioned that. I'm actually, um, I think, very loosely related to a gentleman that works in that office. To be honest with you, it's like the family tree is just so spread so thin at that point. I I don't even know if we're actually technically related. But on my dad's side of the family, his cousin, I believe, her daughter is married to... The you guy who works, yeah, I know it's uh, it's it's pretty spread out web, but uh, yeah, we actually know the guy who I want to say works directly under him, um, for the players' association. He works in a sort of like a, a legal role, if I recall. Um, Assistant and, to the branch manager. Yes, Dwight Schrute works in that office. Um, but yeah, he he told like I've talked to him before, and he's like, yeah, like I report directly to. Directly to Tony, which was, I thought was pretty cool, but yeah, there he's he told me about a, a number of things that they're they're trying to do over there on the players' association side of things. So hopefully they can make some progress with their relationship with the league and make the game a little bit better. So yeah, um, and of course I must mention the uh, the sad passing of our forty first president George H W Bush. Um, a great man who did many things. Um, one of which was actually, uh, he was a captain, um, at university of Yale, Yale university, uh, for the baseball team. Um, I'm sure most of you have seen the famous picture of him accepting, um, what was an autobiography that was donated from the babe, um, to the school. Um, so there's that famous picture of him accepting that from Babe Ruth in 1948. Um, he also later went on to be a fighter pilot in World War II. Um, he lived a long and incredibly impactful life and now gets to rejoin his wife of 73 years. So rest easy, Mr. President. A true gentleman, if we ever saw one. Big time. Um, very well said, Nate. Uh, great president. Just a great guy. May he rest in peace. Um... Well, that about does it on our end. I don't know if you have any other closing thoughts you'd like to share with the people. Leftover pizza, baby. All right. Well, I guess I know what you're doing once you hop off here. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week with some more team coverage. And uh, we'll actually let the people in on what we're doing on Thursday for our best and worst. We've got a new edition of best and worst coming out this, this, coming, this coming week. Uh, like I said, the show will drop Thursday. And for those of you who aren't familiar, we got shows coming out every Monday and Thursday of every week. Um, but this week's best and worst is going to be best and worst unwritten rules. So if you're a, if you're a stickler or if you're very into what you think are unwritten rules and what shouldn't be considered unwritten, unwritten rules, uh, I'd definitely suggest tuning into that episode that'll be episode 29 Um, and then also as i mentioned every time be sure to check out the shop we got hoodies crewnecks phones 
All right, no, I'm sorry. Well, no, we don't. Sell, you got phones don't, now. Don't, Fancy. don't sell phones. We got shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, phone cases, decals, and more. Visit shop.dtdbaseball.com and pick up some merch and rep the brand. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? Five dollar foot long. Five. Five stars. Five stars. We love you all. And as always, Manny Machado's a bum. We're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until then, stay filthy.